0: Need a pep talk? Come hang with us weekly while we serve up brownness with a side of sass and help you learn to love yourself
1: in every shape, size, and season. I'm Becca and I'm AMQ. And this is I Got You Boo. Oh hey Boo Crew, it's AMQ. And I made And I Got You Boo Boo. Yep, my mic sounds v-crappy, but I promise, promise, we will be back to our regularly sounding audio gloriousness next week. From Meowdo, the episode. Hello, hello. Hi. What a week. (laughs) Yeah, what a week. We've literally been talking about it all week, about how it's a week
0: (laughs) it's kind of like from that that movie the hangover that that movie the hangover where they're like how about that ride in (laughs) (laughs) that's what it feels like
1: how about that ride into this episode (laughs) right
0: sliding on in to the episode oh man as usual the boo crew you guys are just great We love all the shares. We continue to love hearing from you in the DM and all of the things in the spirit of how it's been a week. (laughs) I think AMQ and I, based on our conversations, instead of peak of the week, sometimes you thrive and sometimes you survive. And this week was just about surviving and getting through it. Yeah. Truth.
1: That is the truth.
0: Maybe it was Mercury being in retrograde. I don't know. I had to like check my attitude a lot, but I was able to check it. So I guess that's a peak, like if that's the peak that you were able to check yourself before you wreck yourself, maybe, although that
1: is a peak. I would say that's definitely a peak. (laughs) Self-awareness is a very hard thing to come by, you know, like, yeah, the old AMQ might have gotten upset if like, I don't know, I'm sassy. So sometimes people tell me I'm sassy and I still am like, no, I'm not. But most (laughs) times, I can recognize. So that's self-awareness. Definitely attitude was a, was a thing this week though, for sure. For me too. I don't know what it was. Yeah. What a weird week. You know when you feel like you're just sort of like underwater, you know, like everything's sort of like, yes. you know what, you know what this week felt like for me, it felt like the Charlie Brown parents <laughs> It felt like, you know how, you know how they're like, whenever they talk, that's what the whole week felt like.
0: Isn't that weird? <laughs> I, that's how I feel that's what I think the kids hear me virtually teaching that's what my students hear they hear the Charlie Brown parents talking
1: <laughs> I mean at this point yeah I mean imagine just imagine being them like there's you like your your side and then imagine being them they're just sort of like they have zero you know stimulation compared to what they're used to
0: yeah same and same with us And I think that that's totally okay. I think that in the past, like when the rest of the world is happening, it's hard to check yourself, but it's almost like, uh, it's a good thing because we're able, like we only have ourselves to focus on because there's nothing else really happening. So it's like, we are extra intuitive, which can be a blessing and a curse.
1: Yeah. I mean, it really can be a blessing and a curse because being extra intuitive can equal good things or bad things, or both. You know what I think, too? This week was pretty reflective. I mean, it was just my birthday last week. I was coming down from that high, and then you get reflective. And you're like, I do anyways around my birthdays. Like, what do I want this year to feel like? Not like look like, but feel like, and then setting yourself up that way, right? So I feel like this week was very reflective, and I'm a big 12-week year kind of gal, You know, like I like to block my life in three month increments. So then I was like, okay, so we're like almost halfway through the first three month block of the year. Like, what do I need to do? So I feel like when you put that kind of pressure on yourself, you're bound to have a weird
0: vibe. Yeah. That stresses me out just to listen to that pressure (laughs) that I feel that pressure already. (laughs) But I feel like this episode, speaking of, I feel like, let's say that another time, This episode, I am convinced that we are going to learn stuff about each other this episode because we are deep diving into the, what, I don't even know what to call it. The um, infamous Enneagram numbers. Yeah, the Enneagram. Enneagram, Enneagram. Enneagram. What is, I didn't know if I said it right. That was why I checked my, I had to like check myself.
1: It's exactly how it's,
0: yeah, it
1: sounds exactly how it's spelled. Enneagram. I
0: am a huge fan of the
1: enneagram. I've been a huge fan of the. Anime. I don't know when this became a thing. I feel like it just became so popular all of a sudden, and I jumped on it. I I am I love personality tests. For all of you who do not know this about me, big reality TV fan here,
0: but not Bravo. Well,
1: Bravo. I feel like Bravo is more of an American thing. This goes back to this whole Canadian-American thing. Oh, man. I don't Bravo like MTV. When I think reality TV, I think MTV. I also think, however, Big Brother is not on MTV. And oh, Big Brother, guys. Big Brother. So good. Anyways, the point is, I love personalities. I love the fusion of personalities. I love watching humans interact with each other. So naturally, personality tests are my jam. I just want to know about myself and then about other people around me. So, It's just always been a thing for me. I love the Enneagram test. So I've been on Becca's case.
0: I took four (laughs) because I didn't know if I believed the first few, but I took the, there's so many different ones, but I like the ones that have a very like no partly. And then yes, because the ones that have like those four different ranges, they throw me off and then I can't. So I took a few, I have a solid consistent number before we dive into that though. I have, I have a fave and a fail. And it's going to make you laugh. Okay. So first off, let's go with the fave for starters. I showed, um, Amq, I showed you this, that Phillips electric razor. It's really tiny electric razor to get all the pesky little like hairs. I love it. Yeah. Just use it. I use it everywhere. I even shaped. Okay. You're not supposed to do this. And if the girl who does my brows is listening, I'm so sorry, but I shaped my eyebrows with it. Oh no. Don't, (laughs) I don't think I'm ever going to do that again. I just really felt ballsy. Okay. Highly recommend it. It's pink. It's on Amazon. I could we have to like maybe we'll make like a I Got You Boo Amazon storefront and like all of our faves of every week. Put it up there. Yeah, we should. We should we should totally do that. And um, here's my fail, guys. Lady talk. So if you want anybody to leave the room, here is your warning. Oh boy. I'll give it a little three Mississippi seconder. Go ahead and hit pause real quick. Tell everybody to go. It's not that serious. I'm just being dramatic.
1: Oh. I'm so intrigued by this.
0: I, in this quarantine life, um, wanted to try out the Diva Cup. Okay, it was like a thing I wanted to try. Uh, It took me a couple cycles, but now I love it. I do genuinely feel like we are growing. We are going to have the next generation be Diva Cup menstrual cup users. I just think so. It's just my thoughts. Okay. I have mm-hmm. a vase on the back of my ba- of my toilet, like on the shelf behind my toilet, that is usually filled with flowers, but I took it out because I needed to exchange the flowers and I never put other ones back in. Okay. It's that it was that time of the month last week, and I <laughs> lost my balance changing the diva cup. <laughs> and I like and I like fell back onto <laughs> the toilet and the vase shattered. <laughs> So just to set the scene, I'm like changing it. I like stumbled because you got to get the right grip back to the yoga. Like, I don't know why I feel like I need to be standing in certain positions to take care of my my just like hygiene. But I had like a leg up because that's where I feel like I perform best in changing my diva cup. (laughs) And I. (laughs) I. Yes. power pose power pose. power pose so when i like stuck i like step back and i hear crash and i'm like the vase just cracked as i'm trying like what do you go to what do you do what do you do do you like i got something in one hand that i'm rocking with and i got shattered glass all around me and i got a dog in the doorway looking at me like my you good because this is a mess like you have you are a mess right now
1: See, I have not tried the Diva Cup yet. And my, my, I'm probably totally wrong, but I just have such a visual of when I think Diva Cup, I think suction cup. So I'm thinking you're like one hand on the wall, there's glass shattering. Bruno's like, "Ah!" and you're like, oh, I don't want to let go. What if it go? Like, I don't know. I'm, my view is it's like, that's (laughs)
0: that's (laughs) the noise. And (laughs) I'm, (laughs) that sound effect is what makes it work but like like it does suction that's what it does so that way it doesn't leak but you got to just like bear down right and unsuction it and then you're good you're like it's like the bop it game but for your diva cup like bop it twist it oh that sounds aggressive way more aggressive than what it really is it just takes a little bit to get used to but Long story short, both the diva cup and the glass are cleaned up and everything's fine. But it was like, it was a moment where I sat there. I was like, this is my life. But it was at the peak of, peak of the week of trying to survive the week. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, I'm exhausted. I'm like, oh, I got to do this now, man. And then I sit down like, ah, and then it just happened. And I just sat there. I was like, I'm about to just start sobbing. The law of averages. It's the law of averages.
1: It's like, of course that happened. Duh. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Mm -hmm. (gasps) wow okay well um because it was such a week this is I feel so weird but I literally I don't have a peak I also don't have a lull or anything you know it's not like I'm like this is a valley this was a peak like I just am very copacetic this week I'm just riding it I'm, I'm surfing okay and that's and that's still okay right yeah yeah Totally okay. However, I do have two things I want to discuss. One is I would like to I want to highlight the real and highlight my feels.
0: Oh shit. I don't know what's happening right now by the way. <laughs> I'm just on the roller coaster here. Yeah. Buckle up, buttercups. So, highlighting
1: the real is that many of y'all know if you don't already know, <laughs> Welcome to I Got You Boo, where we have built a safe space that we're working on making a shelter from the storm of standards. And that is quite literally what we're here to do. And this week is actually Eating Disorder Awareness Week. So for those of us who have never experienced this, I can totally appreciate that you probably wouldn't be on High alert, and, you know, the media that you have in your media sphere wouldn't be letting you know this information but because I'm deep in it and you know have recovered times two it is what I've been seeing all week and you know what it's quite possible that that had some subconscious bearing on my vibe this week who knows maybe it was bringing me back to a place where I didn't feel so hot I don't actually know if that's what it was, but there was constant reminders in my week for sure. Um, when I was, you know, logging onto my phone and seeing that it was eating disorder awareness week. And I just wanted, I mean, we don't need to go too deep into this, but I just wanted to touch on what that really looks like and address the fact that eating disorders can literally affect people of all genders, sexual orientations, ages, socioeconomic class, abilities, races, and ethnic backgrounds, because I've been having a lot of conversations as of late, since I've been opening up more, and there have been some comments that I just, maybe one day I'll get more into it about, but there have been some comments that almost feel as though they're targeted at, let's say, my ethnic background. Oh, wow. um, let's just toss it out there. So le- let's just say like, Oh, well, that makes sense that can you give an example? Cause yeah. So like that makes sense that you wouldn't have learned, you know, um, restraint around food because you grew up in a household like X, you know? Um, and yes, I've been very honest and open about the fact that I literally had zero, education on what portion control looked like because of my background. But I also really believe that we are our own human beings and we make our own decisions. And when I, I became bulimic in my early twenties. Um, and I think at that point you, you're an adult and you can make those decisions. So it's just been really interesting having those conversations and, you know, there are science, there is science behind, there are you know, research studies behind some human beings are more predisposed to have eating disorders. But I think it's really important to recognize that this isn't just something that affects Mm -hmm. women. You know, I had a conversation with two men in my life this week about it. And it's been so nice being able to, if nothing else, these awareness weeks, really do offer a space to have that conversation that just makes you feel better. You know, when you just talk about something and just talking about it feels good, even if you didn't really reach an end of anything, yeah. just like, that felt good to talk about. That felt good. The whole like you're not alone feeling was really nice. So I just wanted to put that out there that, you know, Eating Disorder Awareness Week um I had a couple of friends reach out to me because they like saw it on a calendar or something. And they're like, hey, how are you doing this week? Which I actually really appreciated, you know? Maybe some people would find that weird, right? Maybe some people would be like, don't you reach out to me about my eating disorder? Don't talk to me. But like, I I super appreciate it because I've put that out there for people to know that there's something that I have battled with, right? And I was literally just talking to Becca about this before we started recording that there are still this week is one of them. There are still weeks where I'm just like, I give my head a shake and I'm like, thank you. Like be nicer to yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself. You're setting a lot of standards that are basically impossible to meet. And I really do think that it being eating disorder awareness week heightened that for me for sure. So I just wanted to highlight that and kind of give a little clap and snap to everybody out there who has ever battled is still battling and has won an eating disorder of any kind. And I also wanted to say that if yours is one of the air quotes, invisible eating disorders, let's give an example, body dysmorphia, you are still very, very valid in your feelings. So I want that to be super, super clear because that has been also a conversation that I've seen happen a lot this week is that there are some eating disorders that are more evident physically evident than others, but that doesn't mean that binge eating, for example, isn't valid. You know, it it doesn't mean it's not because binge eating is literally a disorder, right? And we need to be really open and honest about that stuff. So that's just something, that's just where I'm at, just where I'm at right now. I thought it was important to basically outline that.
0: And then the, um, my feels. Well, wait, wait, before you, before you go there, before you go there, I feel like it's really important that I love that you're bringing this up because I think that we're kind of making a turn in social like society where it's not as taboo to talk about it. And there's so many times where like, I want to listen, but I never want to offend or I never want to trigger. So I know that there's times where in our friendship or in other Mm -hmm. friendships where like, I just avoid instead of asking. And I love how you just said, Hey, I saw that it's, Eating Disorder Awareness Week. I had no idea until you until you messaged me, but I like how the narrative in that is, or the communication is, mm-hmm. I saw it was Eating Disorder Awareness Week, just wanted to reach out and see how you were doing. Not necessarily being like, hey, how's your how's your eating disorder recovery going? But just like, hey, you know, I know that you've been sharing it and I just want to check in to see how you're doing. I think that there's a lot of power in just checking on your friends and checking on your strong friends and checking on the friends that do put it out there like you do on your social media. And that like that struggle still, like there's a lot go- that goes on behind the screen. And I think it's really easy for people to see someone like you who's showing up in like such an amazing and vulnerable way, yeah. but that there's still things that go on. So like you said, going into what you were feeling, I just wanted to highlight that, you know, I think that these are very important conversations to have, even if you feel like it's better to ask than to avoid because like, Hey, I don't want to totally, or just to ask your friends, like, Hey, how can I support you? How can, what is supporting you look like? I don't think that that is a conversation that should be avoided and instead should be talked about. Yeah. And I think that that's, I know that that's something that
1: I really want to stress yeah. on the pod is that. We are going, we have said this, we said this in our mini sewed. We are going to fail forward. There are going to be things that we say, I'm sure, that people take issue with. And that's okay. I welcome that. I totally do because I want to learn. And my friends who reach out to me to talk to me about my eating disorder, they have said things and I'm sure still will say things that set me off. But I love the fact that I'm at a place in my journey where I can explain why. It triggered me and then helped them to react a different way, you know, because Mm -hmm. that's just all it comes down to. This all comes down to, I mean, I just love that my Instagram feed is full of people who are embracing the ebbs and flows of this life, especially in quarantine. Of course, obviously we talked about a lot, but yeah, I do appreciate that you took a second to, to recognize that because it is, it is something that's really, really key. So on that topic, on Highlighting the real, <laughs> which is also highlighting my feels, obviously, but we're recording on Super Bowl Sunday and I brought this up to Becca earlier this week, but how my life used to look is I used to celebrate my birthday with my best friend, Remy, whose birthday it is today, actually, and we used to, you know, do a bar night or something. And then usually it would work out that either the weekend before or after we did our joint birthday, it would be Super Bowl weekend. And I would always go down to Boston. Boston is the city I love most, even more than Toronto, the city I live in. I love it. I used to work there slash live there for a while. And it's just, just that place that makes me super happy. I've invited oodles of my friends there and given them every freaking tour of Boston and I'll do it forever and ever and ever. It'll be one of those places I visit forever. And it had me in my fields this morning when I woke up like, okay, I'm supposed I would be in Boston right now. I would be in Boston. And to be quite honest, I would be 25 year old AMQ all over again. I would totally be, I don't know if you guys call them this, but I would totally have nips in my boots.
0: Unless you're talking about nipples.
1: Do you guys call them nips on your chest? No, nips are, like, maybe maybe it's just a Boston thing, but nips are, like, the small little bottles of alcohol that you can, like, smuggle into place.
0: <laughs> oh, I just call them, like, airport bottles. Maybe they are called nips. Maybe it's just a me thing.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's a, they're called nips. I re, I reacted the exact same way. I was like, pardon me. But— <laughs> When I started going down to Boston for work, it was before I was 21. I keep forgetting that our drinking age and your drinking age is different. But yeah. I had to like smuggle nips into places. I was just such a little bratty brat. But the point is. Wait, our drinking ages are different? Yeah, we, we can drink at 18 and 19, depending on the
0: province. You didn't know that? No. <gasps> that's crazy. No, no way. Wait, hold up. Okay, pause. Can we just pause this for a second? Because every time you were like, I didn't start drinking until I was 23 or whatever it was. It was like later. Four. Yeah. Four. I was like, okay, that's not that long because we're 21. So like that's not a few. I never understood why that was a big deal until right now because you could start drinking. So yes, that is a very, that's much later for you. Wow. Well, see, told you we were going to yeah. learn stuff about each other. Much later. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Keep so, going. <laughs> anyway, The point is, point is, is that
1: I was like, okay, we're going to talk about the Enneagram test today, which totally feeds into who i like, this is my personality, but I am such an experiential person. And that has a lot to do with, we'll feed, we'll feed into the Enneagram on this, but I am such an experiential person. And I'm just like, oh, just thinking about the fact that I should be in Boston. I should be like in Fanwell Hall, like just drinking with my friends at Cheers. Yes, everyone. The iconic Cheers, the (laughs) bar. I would always go there and just had me, you know, feeling my feels. So I guess all this to say that I actually have been avoiding remembering kind of like last year at this time, you know, Facebook and Instagram memories pop up and you're like, oh, I should have been here last year at this last year on this day, I was in Los Angeles. So there's that. But I think it's so important for us to maybe not avoid it and be so upset about it and maybe do something for me. An exercise that I've been doing is I'm like, okay, I've been going actually through my phone and looking at those memories. And I plan to share a lot about that this week. Like I'm not here. I'm not really where I want to be this week, physically, geographically speaking, but let's be reminiscent and talk about how it makes us feel because that gives that you're, you're handing over the power to other people to make them realize that literally we're not alone. And I know that we say this, like, Oh, you're not alone. We're all, you know, we're all in this collectively, but apart, we're going through this whole quarantine, whatever it is. But doing something simple like that and just really revisiting your memories, reaching out to the people who you shared those memories with. I did that this morning. I messaged my little Boston friends group chat and that made me feel so much. So there's your peak of the week. So Just like what Becca was saying. (laughs) True. (laughs) Becca was saying like, check in on your friends. It's like, it goes, it's so simple. We forget to do it right. Because we are kind of like on islands by ourselves, isolated a little bit. And it is easy to forget easy to forget to remember to reach out to your friends and your loved ones, you know? So anyways, I guess that is my peak of the week roundabout way of saying that's my peak of the week. Yeah, there you go. Highlight thrill and highlight my feels. I think I just really wanted to be open. We're going to touch on this in a future episode about positivity and the power of positivity and then the not so good things about positivity. And I just think it's really important for us to outline that it literally isn't always unicorns and rainbows and butterflies. (laughs) And you're going to hear it, right? There's going to be some weeks where we're going to be like popping off with excitement. And there's going to be weeks like this one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're not so much. And that's totally okay. We want you to like ride the roller coaster with us. Yes. Without further ado, we're going to talk about the Enneagram test. Okay. I want you to do it because I feel like your, your journey was a little bit more interesting than
0: mine. (laughs) Well, I think I took, I needed to find, like, I had trouble with the depth of some of the questions because I wanted to be too quick to answer them. But then when I really thought about it and Mm -hmm. got, I had to get a little bit more honest with myself. And it was a level of discomfort with myself that I thought that I would be okay with. But I think I had to take a few to understand that, like, no, what is it really? like but what are you but what is it really yeah and i didn't expect any like enneagram i just thought it was one of those like i put it on the level of cosmo magazine like you know those tests that you would take (laughs) i think i I thought of it like that going into it and i wasn't ready for the depth of it so i had to take a few i think to get the feel of of where i i needed to be while taking it like in my mindset in my heart of hearts had to get real honest with yourself because if you if you take it in the mindset of who you want to be or who you hope you are then you're gonna then it's gonna fuck yeah. with you but if you take it in a spot of like being vulnerability yeah you learn a lot more and I think that that's what I needed to do and that's what I did and I I, I, I agree with it it was some hard truths to hear but I do agree with I can, I can get real with it so I got Enneagram two wing three that was the helper and the achiever right? <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think that's what it is. No way.
1: Yeah. What the heck? <laughs> what, did she, what did she do for a living, everyone?
0: Man. Does she, does she teach? So that was, that was an interesting one to have because, and this is where I struggled with being a two. Cause I, I wanted to argue it. And then I was like, well, am I the challenger then if I'm arguing it? OK, Um, the wanting the wanting to be mm. like loved and cared for. And 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 I think that that's why I stick around longer in past or I have stuck around longer in past relationships. However, yeah. I think that th- I thought that that was like a sentence, like that was like a stamp of who I was going to be at forever. And although that's like the underlying thing and that like even in friendships, right. I want I want to feel the love and like not everyone does that. Not everyone. Shows love in the same way I do, or like wants love in the same way I do. That was an interesting curveball to learn. But I also think that although that's like the underlying thing, that's not necessarily how it has to be. I do believe that you hit roadblocks and you're gonna stop your growth if you ever utter the words, Well, that's just how I am. Okay, that right there is a limiting belief. I didn't want that for me. Like I don't want that – I wanted to be that love for myself first and I think that that was a huge pivotal point in the last two or three years of my life. So instead of wanting that from other people, I really ultimately wanted it from that love for myself. I wanted to feel loved in my own skin. I wanted to feel wanted in my own skin. And although you look for that in external um, people, places, things, or ideas, it's really like that you want that – you want to feel valid and you want to be validated in that want. I think ultimately I really wanted it for myself. So I think that there's kind of like a, there's so many different, this is, we could be talking about this for hours, but I think that that was some, that was the one thing that I struggled. It's true. But do you feel like, you feel like you took it with, like, are you taking it with a
1: grain of salt? Like you would anything like, no, I, I'm really into, I'm an Aquarius and I've always been really into that stuff. Right. Astrology, astrology, not astronomy, astrology, because I'm an extremist. I have the tendency to take things. You are. Yeah, I have the tendency to take things (laughs) seriously. So that was also something that concerned me. Like I was all up in the Enneagram when it became a thing right away. But I, I was like, okay, MQ, all right. You know, when you figure out what you are it was inevitable that I was going to say, Oh, that's the eight in me, which I do. I totally say that. (laughs) I totally, I totally say that, which I completely recognize is a, is a problem because you don't want to, like you said, you don't want to just put yourself in a little box like that. Right. Like just because a test says, and I, do I agree with mine and I'll talk about it? Yes, I do. But you don't want to be putting yourself it's so limiting to be like, oh, that's so eight of me. You know, you don't want that either. But yeah. So ironically enough, I am an Enneagram eight. And that is yes, in fact, the challenger. And when I first took this test, okay, no, no joke. When I took this test, it was me and my friend Erica sitting at my kitchen table. I made her take hers on her laptop and mine on mine and we like waited until we were both done and then we said like quickly like what what our Enneagram numbers were and as soon as I said mine I was like I'm taking it again I'm doing another one and she looked at me and was like oh yeah mm. do you think that you would say you're challenging the results and I was like mm, yeah <laughs> I don't agree with it and she's like what don't you agree with and I was like it says I'm prone to anger <laughs> no
0: <laughs> well ah! Yeah. So wait, should we, should we do that? We should do like, what are your, what are the weaknesses and strengths? Yeah. hundred percent. So speaking of that, then what were the weaknesses for an eight then? I mean, okay. I don't know if this is a weakness, but it's
1: listed as like the negative thing, which I, well, what they say, I'm a flip it. But so the negative is that I'm prone to anger. I'm extremely aggressive and I'm confrontational. (laughs) about that because, because
0: nah she right she right i'm
1: aggressive aggressive 100 percent when you poke the bear do i explode yeah 100. you know you know when like in those cartoons like uh yosemite sam with the with the friggin', oh my gosh what am i saying the dynamite like you know it's like no fuse that's mm-hmm. like People start with yeah. like, a long cord and they like light, light it and it takes a while. I was built in <laughs> with a short view. <laughs> so okay. I'm like hot to touch. But that's one of those things where when you read it, you're like, Ugh. you don't want to hear it. You know what I mean? Like, even if you know it's you, you're like, man, I don't want people to like think I'm like, angry all the time, but really it's not so much anger. It's, I'm, I'm aggressive. I am aggressive and I am confrontational and I have no, like Becca can attest to this. Like I have no issue saying what I feel like. I I could definitely afford to think about (laughs) what I'm saying more (laughs) before I say it, but I just, I do it. Yeah. Impulsive. Like I just go for it. So that's, that's my, that was, I would say is one of my negatives, even though I'm making it a positive, but yeah. let's do yours. What's <laughs> one of your negatives?
0: Well, here's the thing. I like, <laughs> this is a new venture for me because I, I'm still learning about what all this means because this has literally been just like a few days in the making, but I guess the, I guess it would be like the struggles, right? Right. Would yeah, that be yeah. the same thing as the, the negative? Totally. Totally. Right. Okay. <laughs> Run down here real quick. <laughs> Struggling to say no. Oh, wow. <laughs> these are like a, literally all the things. Overdoing it for others. Being taken for granted. This is like just feeling misunderstood. Hi, how are you? Um, berating themselves for acts that they see as selfish. Feeling unloved. Selfishness in the name of selflessness. Let's. Mm. F- hey, how are you? Yeah, these are just all things that I think that I need to check myself in. And are why I wanted to like start this journey of putting myself first because I just got tired of doing all of those things. Yeah. Um,
1: and it's so, so interesting when you read that though, right? You're like, oh, "Okay." Yeah. Makes sense.
0: Whereas I think I do think though if you met me now, like today in 2021, some of those things would be like, "Oh, really?" But like ultimately, right. yes. And there're things that I mm-hmm. really do I need to, I do need to work on because for so long, especially as an educator being pulled in a thousand different directions every single day, I thought that that was just normal and what you just have to learn to deal with. And that's not really how it is. So ultimately I would put all that first and me last. And which just leads to awful. Like, you know, that's when your self esteem is the lowest. That's when you're not feeling confident. That's when you're not healthy in mind, body and soul. And, It's really, it's, it'll tear you down because when you have to say no to somebody because you just can't and you can't give what you want to give crushes my soul, (laughs) but it's, it's just so hard to do. And, um, I do think that under underneath it all that, yes, that is, those are things that I really do. I do struggle with, but I think that they are also things that I've become way more aware of. Yeah, those were those are the struggles of mine. huh? So because I'm a challenger growing up, I always wanted to be
1: a journalist. So I've mentioned this a couple of times. I, I will continue to. People would say, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I would say Lois Lane. I wanted to be Lois Lane. That's it. I was a journalist. I had a great career in journalism. Didn't stay there, but makes sense to me because I was the kid that always asked the questions, you know, and we're talking like pre-Google days, like my poor parents, I'd be like, mom. Oh, you were that, you were that kid in
0: school. That would be like, why?
1: Yeah. hundred percent. They would tell me the reason so they would answer the question and I'd be like, "Mm, but why though? Like it was just nonstop. Oh fuck. And (laughs) I am a challenger. Like I have been a challenger. Somebody has an opinion and I'm like, "Mm okay, but like, like, (laughs) You know, when you see those memes. You do. You do. Yeah. You, know, you, you do that, though. You do. Of, of like the therapist talking to the person on the couch, and they're like, but why does, that, how does that make you feel? And then they answer, and then it's like, but why do you think it makes you feel that way? And it just, <laughs> that's me. I'm just always poking the bear all the time. And the Enneagram test that we both took says, People of this personality type are essentially unwilling to be controlled. Really? Hmm, interesting. I would call myself a control freak. <laughs> We're also strong-willed, decisive, tough-minded, and energetic, and extremely domineering. I'm like, look, it's so interesting to me because when I read these out, they do not sound like positive things. These traits, to me, sound pretty dang aggressive, and... A couple of years ago, before I started working on me, I would have been so upset by these. I would have read this and been like, I don't want people to think I'm like a tough person or like, you know, like tough on them type thing or domineering or controlling. Truly, I wouldn't have wanted other people to think that of me. But it is my reality that it is. I am 100% a control freak and I do give tough love. I expect to get it back though, right? I don't dish out anything that I don't expect to get back. Obviously, that doesn't always happen. But and then do you challenge it? <laughs> yes, I of course I challenge it. And it's so <laughs> cool because I'm telling you, I would have been broken by these results years ago. A couple of years ago, literally mm. even two years ago, these would have shattered me. I would have just, it would have sent me into a tailspin. Wow, okay. Yeah, because I would have been like, I don't want people to think I'm a control freak. I don't want people to think I'm domineering. I don't want people to think I'm bossy, but now I'm like, yes, I do. You know, I want to, I want people to know that I'm a force and that I have a power pose and that I mean business. Like I want all those things, but a couple of years ago, I wouldn't have wanted to come off as crude and aggressive. Like I wouldn't have wanted that. So again, circles right back to all the work you do on yourself, Yes, of course, take these with a grain of salt. But also,
0: I'm really interested to see what kind of conversation this
1: starts.
0: See, I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't take these with a grain of salt, I don't think, because I think that it does help help you be a little bit more aware. And like you said, like you can kind of read into them as much as you want. Like, yes, yes. I do struggle saying no. Yes, if I don't, mm-hmm. if I don't stay mm-hmm. in tune with myself and I don't do the things that I know I need to do, I know I'm gonna overexert and pour into everybody else before pouring into me. And like, oh, yeah. I just love everybody. So I'm, I think that however you're listening to this episode even now, people can mm-hmm. flip it and interpret it however they want. But yeah. ultimately, I do think that even the weakness, quote unquote weaknesses or things that you struggle with, maybe call them struggles and strengths instead of weaknesses, the struggles mm-hmm. Being aware of them do help you kind of use them as a strength. Like you, they are also things that you love. Like I, I do, I love how I love people, and that I yeah. don't just shut people out. I think it's just a flip of the script. So what? Okay, let's go into strengths, which is awkward. I still find it awkward to talk about because you don't want to ever come off like a toot toot, beep beep. These are just we could we took the same test, so I think that <laughs> toot toot, beep beep, like toot your own horn. So mine came. The strengths were in empathy, compassion, feeling for others, caring and concerned about others' needs, thoughtful, warm-hearted, forgiving, and sincere. Yeah, <laughs> I feel those things, or I like to think that that's how other people would feel in when I'm around them, or when I'm in, you know in a relationship or a friendship with them. Forgiving, probably maybe to a fault. <laughs> I need to check myself yeah. on that. And I do think I've been more sincere. I think that uh, sincerity is what I want to exude, but there's that balancing act between um, forgiving and caring and all of that, but then struggling to say no. over Like, hello, finding that balance is, mm-hmm. some, is like a daily, a daily t- task and a daily uh, journey in and of itself. But being known as the caregiver, I will fully, I don't take that with a grain of salt, because I, I like that, though. I like to take care of people, but... I also have learned that I need to also love to take care of me. Yeah. That's, it's like what we're always saying, right?
1: Like not pouring from an empty cup. It sounds so cliche and it really has become so overused, but I think it's because it's a really easy concept to understand, right? I mean, literally you cannot pour from an empty cup, so take it literally. Mm -mm. And I a hundred percent see that in you. I a hundred percent see it every day. So it is cool. I'm glad that you finally took it and you're, you're like in agreement with it because I a hundred percent agree with it. I mean, I feel like I've touched on them. It's interesting. The eight, the challenger is a very interesting number on the Enneagram scale because a lot of the strengths are also the struggles, which is so, so appropriate for my life. Um, (laughs) but so eights are self-confident, strong, assertive, protective, straight talking and decisive and can be confrontational and intimidating. (laughs) But which I think is hilarious because I'm four foot (laughs) ten feisty, a feisty four foot ten, but I don't look intimidating. That's for dang sure. I've always struggled with that, actually, that I've always this is what I find so interesting because I told Andrew about this and he was like, you know,
0: see, you don't think. Okay, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You don't think that you're intimidating.
1: No, Like I, I could never, I got bullied. Right. And I would, because, because I haven't always been this outgoing. I used to be super shy. Yeah, that's true. Okay. I think about it and I'm like, I used to struggle so hard with people not taking me seriously. And you know what? As an adult, it still happens because I am really silly and, and I can take myself super seriously, but I can also laugh at myself. But for a long time, because of all of my insecurities and the insecurities I wasn't working through, there was more laughing, right? I was more making myself the brunt of the Mm. joke for a long time until I grasped onto that. And now I'm like, sometimes I just want to be taken seriously, you know? And sometimes I'm like, oh, one of my good friends, the late and great Nate, he used to tell me that whenever I would yell at him, he pictured a chihuahua yelling
0: at him. And that made me mad. (laughs) So I was like, no. That sounds like a totally different person than now. I would have never guessed that. Exactly. I was like, I mean, business. And he's like, it just
1: sounds like you're yipping. Every time you say something, you're like, yip, yip, yip. I'm like,
0: (laughs) things have definitely changed. Because sometimes you do squeak. Because maybe it's the squeak. But I didn't, I don't ever think that, like, I would have never guessed. It's so interesting because I don't think, if we met ourselves before maybe, but now it's like a totally different outlook on, you know, everything.
1: We're so different. And, and then, there's, then there's the wings, too. You haven't touched on the wings yet. Oh, yeah. Wings is a good one.
0: What did you learn about your wing? My wing is three, which is the achiever. And mm-hmm. I think that I am <laughs> the wings is like a whole. This is it's in depth. <laughs> it's confusing. It I'm not going to lie. I do make goals, but I also procrastinate them. So I'll get sidetracked so I won't be uber focused, but I want to like, there's goals, I'm goal oriented. Like I have things I want to achieve. I'm not like super strict with like timelines. Like I need to have it done now and put that kind of pressure on myself, which maybe sometimes, yes, that would benefit me. But ultimately I also, I also more of like a enjoy the ride. It'll happen when it's meant to be. I'm putting it out. I'm manifesting it. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm going to be here. I'm going to make this much by this date or I'm going to do this by this date and it's going to be fine. I definitely don't put that type of pressure on myself, but I am goal oriented, which makes sense as to why it's a wing and not my actual number. Like I have yeah. touches of it, but it's not. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I lo- that makes total sense. Mine. I'm Enneagram eight wing seven. Which I just like. I have to laugh at all of these because <laughs> I'm just like, wow. So, and you're going wait. To what's a seven? seven? It means I'm a non-conformist. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> would you?
0: Would you say I'm a non-conformist? <laughs> Listen. Yes, because it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm just gonna say yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I and like you have to laugh because you're like wow okay because yes I say don't you know take it with a grain of salt because you have to because you can't like let yourself get hurt by this because I take things so literally that sometimes it feels like I'm getting slapped in the face by what I'm reading and that's what I mean when I say take it with a grain of salt do I take it really seriously yeah like I genuinely believe that a lot of this is me to a t um Like in summary, an Enneagram eight wing seven personalities tend to advocate for the rights of others, think practically and creatively, be afraid of losing their autonomy, gajillion percent, dream big, struggle to not be overly honest and vulnerable. So that means I almost have to to scale it back, right? I actually have to sometimes hone it in. Like I'm, I want to be so honest that it makes people uncomfortable. I mean, (laughs) insert podcast here, but that's (laughs) right. I genuinely want that. I want to, I I just like to ruffle feathers. Okay. It's just what I like to do. (laughs) It's just what I like to do. So there we are, everyone. The nonconformist
0: challenger. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Holy shit. That sounds scary as fuck. (laughs) We are like, talk about the yin and yang. No this is actually really interesting. We really are the yin and yang. It's like the gentle the, this calm kind
1: gentle person and then me. I just <laughs> hot. I'm like, you know what? I've been called a, t- a tiny tornado before and I would agree. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's so interesting. See, that's like a that my mind like you know, they're mind blown. We are the total opposite. But there's so many times where we're talking though, and we're like, "Oh my gosh!" Like we have this in common. You have X, Y, and Z in common. But but when you get down to like what we are as like human beings, or not to not to label it like that, but where we thrive or how we communicate, that does make sense. That really does. That's so interesting. It's so
1: funny because there's been times like I, I have no shame saying it that. Uh-oh. I'll say something I'll say something to Becca her and her response is like okay well that was like a little sassier than I mean to be
0: like <laughs> and I'm like I was like I think that we just extra sassied it <laughs> yeah she just tells me and I'm like uh-huh <laughs>
1: And I just I just received that message because I'm like you're right I mean but this is who
0: I am so that's just who I am so <laughs> She doesn't get mad at me for it. But I think that it also helps people communicate though and have better relationships when you know what the other needs and how the other needs, not that you need to like change who you are, but just that like how we listen best or how we can thrive in our relationships with humans. Knowing full well that
1: my tough love isn't always received as love, right? That's something that I've actually Mm -hmm. had to really learn is that it, my, when you combine my level of energy with my level of directness, and let's say for lack of a better term, honesty, that is a lot for a lot of humans. And I'm cool with that because I'm okay with being a lot, but I I have had to, in being in a leadership role, especially I have had to come to realize, okay, you got to read the room. Like Becca says, you got to read the room. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm not telling myself to be any less of me than I am, but I do need to be more mindful because I am such a control freak. I like to control every situation I'm in. And that is a huge, that's not a good thing. I will say with utmost certainty, that is not a positive trait that I have as, as an Enneagram age. Being a control freak is not something that I enjoy, but It is something that I face every day where it's so, it's so interesting because we're different like that for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're definitely not a control freak.
0: (laughs) No, I don't think I'm stubborn. I'm the Taurus in me. I'm stubborn, but I'm not, I don't like need to control the situation, which is why sometimes it's like, I pick my battles pretty good when it comes to friendships, I think. Yeah. Where I'm like, okay, if you want to do that, cool. Like if I wanted to do some X, like one thing and someone else wanted to do another like I'm like yeah sure let's do it. But like, are you okay? Like yeah yeah I'm fine. Like it really genuine. I, if I really felt strongly about something, I would speak on it. But I'm pretty easygoing. Where I'm like yeah all right, I'll I'll, mm-hmm. I'll do it. I won't fight this one. You can have this one. <laughs> but again, see how easily that can be ch- ch- like turned into being like overstepped and being like letting myself be walked on. Yeah exactly. That can easily turn exactly
1: you're okay with everyone else being happier first. Right. You're like, I'm just going to choose my battles. You tell yourself it's for you. Right. I can see that happening where you're like, you know what? I just don't want to give myself that, that uncomfortable feeling. So I'm just going to choose my battles, but really, really you're prioritizing them and not you by doing that. So interesting. Yeah. I, we could literally talk about this forever. Point being, (laughs) forever. The real reason I really wanted to do this Enneagram test and, and talk it out, hash it out with
0: she guys, she really, really wanted to do this Enneagram test. I was like, is this even an episode? Like I I really didn't even know until we took it. Like, look at how much we had to talk about and how much you learn about yourself and how much we hope that you guys, if you take it or if you have taken it, we'd love to hear feedback on that. But yeah, I was like, amq you really want to do an episode yes becca but i'm so glad you put c because i'm so decisive yeah you're a challenger and i and i was like i don't know but you were very steadfast in wanting to do this but see how it, it does although you could say like oh they're just an eight i can't be friends with eights or like i will never probably date a gemini again in my life but um <laughs> <laughs> like Like people like really make that those things deal breakers. Like you spoke on earlier, like you don't want to be put inside of a box. But I also think when you're aware of those things, you can, we are the total opposites according to this test, but here we are. (laughs) Right. Like you can really make it work. And like, you can have a lot of fun with it too. So I'm going to, I'm going to share
1: one of my favorite accounts on Instagram. Her name is Ashton, Ashton dot creates. We'll tag it. And. She does like beautiful calligraphy. She's an artist and she, it's all around Enneagrams. And I remember at Christmas time, she posted the Enneagram gift guide. And my gift guide was, (gasps) wait, just, I I died. (laughs) R.I.P. I'm reading it. I'm like, "Mm." so my Enneagram gift guide was home gym stuff, (laughs) robot vacuum and Amazon gift cards. (laughs) <laughs> what? Oh so, my like, God. Just stuff like that is funny, right? Like diving into it in that way is, is funny. And I have a good friend of yeah. mine that we, we run our businesses pretty closely together and we'll be texting and literally we're both eights and <laughs> we'll have to check ourselves. We're like, trust the process. Okay. The eight in us wants to challenge it, but we got to trust the process. And it's just so interesting when you can recognize those things in yourselves and each other. So the reason I wanted to do this episode was because I want to show how multifaceted Becca and I are. Because I do believe that a lot of the Boo Crew sees us and is like, "Oh wow, they like they're so alike, and they bounce off each other so well." And we get always, and we appreciate this so much. We get so many comments about our chemistry, and I. 12 out of 10 agree that we have that chemistry. But the reason is, is that every day we get a greater understanding of who we are as humans and how we can work symbiotically. And doing Mm -hmm. stuff like this, these personality tests, truly helps you. And so I wanted to encourage everyone to do them, whether it's the Enneagram test or another type of personality test. But I really do believe that they're really useful in human interaction, And that was why I was so passionate about it. Even though Becca was like, I don't understand. That was why, because. Oh,
0: I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. Yeah. It was fun. I had fun. (laughs) It is so interesting. What's your favorite part? What do you think you love? Like, what did you love best about the results? Like was there anything that was super validating that stood out to you or helped you or. I think
1: the each enneagram type at least on the test that we took has like almost like a slogan so it'll say enneagram type 8 the challenger and my slogan mm-hmm. is taking charge because they don't want to be controlled and again i read that and i was like oh, okay but that sentence is is it's what eight words is literally the definition of who I am as a human being and how I operate on a daily basis and why I do what I do. I, that's just, I was the kid. I was the kid in the, you know, that did the projects with five other people who always just wanted to do it herself. You know, that has just always been, me. There's, <laughs> there's like lots to unpack there. There's lots on back there. And there's reasons why, but there's straight up guys. There's, there's, there have been so many times in my life where I've been in situations where I was full throttle, not in control. And so it makes total sense that in my now adult life that I want to be in control. I think that my, my least favorite parts of this test have also have become my favorites. So my initial reaction to the test wasn't positive like a year ago when I did this. Yeah. It wasn't great, but delving into it more and learning about it more has honestly helped me be a better me. I'm really glad that I did it because it's helped me understand myself better. So same question. What's your favorite?
0: I I've kind of like mirroring off of what you said. Cause when I first took it, I think the reason why I needed to take more is because when I first read those, I was like, well, I sound weak. Like those sounds like mm. things that make somebody weak. And like, and that was something that I worked so hard to not do anymore so okay. but now I think that, like, no, I think that it also shows growth and that like knowing that about myself, I, you know, can overexert and overextend about it. But no, I'm also like I want people to feel like they can um, count on me to be non-judgmental and just be a listening ear. And I've also kind of worked really hard on not I think that so often I want to respond with, hey, I can empathize with you my wing 8 my mm-hmm. wing 3 i can empathize mm-hmm. with you because of my experience and that's not helpful and i think that that a lot of people just need to be heard and not necessarily responded to in a way that like me too here's my experience too like they just need to be heard on their own experience and i think that that like little things like that have helped me um, and I don't think I would have done that without, with this time, unless we were in this situation, I think I would have right. brushed it off or I would have been super dismissive of it or, um, like that. But I, I think the things that I love about it are that like, yeah, I, I want to be that person that's like, you guys can't see me, but like arms wide open and all hugs and like, yes, let's talk about feelings. <laughs> like, but I'm also not good with reading, reading other people. Like, I need, I need somebody like you to tell me directly how you're feeling. And now I know when you're telling me these things it's not that you're mad. <laughs> yeah, exact well exactly. Exactly. That's, like I no would go. take it like it's
1: Yeah. 100% you would. I know I cuz I could like hear it. I can hear it sometimes in her, in her voice notes back to me, you can tell she's like, "Mm. Mm-hmm. It's basically the noise. It's like, "Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay." <laughs> mm-hmm. that's literally her response back.
0: It starts with like a mm, okay." Cuz sometimes um, I don't I don't know how to respond. <laughs> That's actually how it starts. Yeah, because I'm real quick to like think that something is criticism or like that someone's upset with me, and instead of it being like, no, that's just how AMQ communicates. Like, I would definitely know if she was actually upset. <laughs> like,
1: you know why? Because I am so direct. But I literally, I literally, yeah. I'm like, I am upset. <laughs> that's literally, yeah. That's what you get from me. Like, there is just no... I have tried for years to develop a poker face. It is virtually impossible. Like, I could be telling the biggest lie and I'll just, like, my eye will start twitching. I, I can't physically do it. <laughs> so it's hilarious. Andrew's like, you are not good at this. Like, I can't play poker to save my <laughs> life new p- poker face sorry Lady Gaga don't have one <laughs> <You know?
0: laughs> sorry Lady Gaga
1: that's funny oh man Lady Gaga, uh, well, Lady Gaga. This, was this was fun this was fun see I you know what this is not going to be one of our like you know what I was just going to say this is going to be one of our episodes where we said a lot of funny things but like <laughs> just that's selling ourselves short here I'm, we're hilarious so <laughs> never mind <laughs> taking that back. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <sighs> okay. Well, I'll you take your Enneagram test. Um, we will post, yeah. Let us know what type you are. We can post some of our faves and let us know. Yeah. We want to hear, actually we'll, we'll interact with you guys a lot this weekend and and hear about what you guys are. And if this was helpful, I had a lot of fun yeah. working through this.
0: And just this is proof that you could have somebody be a different, totally different zodiac sign. Well, maybe not zodiac. Zodiac's a whole different ball game. But personality test-wise, like enneagram numbers, being at totally different ends of, quite literally, of the ends of the enneagram list. Yeah. That, and you could yeah. still have. You just have to learn how to like communicate. Communication is key, people. Mhm. Mhm. I loved it. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun. Yay. There's only one thing to do at a time like this, AMQ. Yep. Hit him with it. Life is tough, but so are you. If you need help navigating it. I got you, boo. boo. Okay, thanks. Love you. Bye.